I don't have mom guilt. I'm doing so much for my family. And so affirmations are an easy way to kind of help do that. But again, the thing with affirmations is you have to also understand your underlying paradigms, which is kind of the root of all of this. And so that's why the coaching work can be really, really powerful. Because if you just sit down every morning and read three or four affirmations, it can kind of work at the topical level, but it's when you really get into that deep inner work, that is when you start to experience the transformation and the shifts. Welcome to the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast, where we bring you real life working mom stories, tips, tricks, and advice for thriving and surviving in motherhood, because you shouldn't have to experience working motherhood alone. Join our community of support as we discuss all of the things and how we get by in this sometimes crazy and imperfect journey of working motherhood. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. This week on the podcast, I'm talking to Amy Gretzmiel. So Amy is a former Fortune 500 VP who wanted to make a larger impact and help mothers live their best life while leaving an invaluable legacy for their children. She helps corporate mothers reduce stress and overwhelm so that you can experience more patience, presence, and ease in your daily life. Unlike most modern day solutions, which put an emphasis on external attainment, she helps you focus on results from the inside out. So this episode, we talk all about mindfulness for working moms and some tips and techniques so you can get started on being more mindful in your day so that you're better able to accomplish all of the many things that you need to do as a working mom. So without further ado, let's get started on this week's episode with Amy. Hi, Amy. Welcome to the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. How are you today? I'm great. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. Thank you for coming on the show. So can you tell us a little bit about you, your family, your like career background, anything else you want to let us know and like sort of like how you got to where you are today? Sure. So my name is Amy Gretschmiel, and I am a wife, a mother of two, and a former Fortune 500 vice president turned life coach for corporate moms. So my mission is to help corporate moms reduce stress and overwhelm in all areas of their life so they can experience more patience, presence, and ease, but not only for the moms, but for the benefit of their kids and their family. So I spent 18 years in corporate America, kind of going through the ranks, rising up to different titles and levels. And I left my career, my corporate career in 2020 to pursue my deeper purpose and passion, which was to support working moms in improving any and all areas of their life. That's great. I love that so much, Amy. Our passions are pretty similar. I love helping working moms as well. (laughs) It's so needed. And I mean, the more we help each other, the the greater everyone in our collective benefits. Definitely, for sure. So tell me, how did 2020 go for you? 
And what were sort of your takeaways or anything tips you can provide to moms like coming out of that year? Because I know for a lot of us, it was just like we were thrown into it and we kind of had to just manage everything. Right. So this is probably an unpopular answer. And I, I recognize that, but, you know, in the spirit of transparency and being perfectly honest, and that's what I am. I'm a truth teller. 2020 was the best year of my life. Hands down. I loved having the additional time at home, getting rid of the commute and the rushing around in the morning and all the things that come with leaving the house to get into Mm -hmm. the office. And I just really, really leaned into all the additional family time that was rewarded to us by being home. I mean, were there adjustments? Sure. But I also, during 2020, because I was home and I really just maximized that additional time, both in the mornings and in the evenings, I actually worked with two separate coaches or mentors last year. And so I was going down this personal development journey because I knew I eventually wanted to leave my corporate career. And I wanted to be as equipped as possible with knowledge and tools and skill sets and methods so that when I did leave my corporate career, I was ready to help serve other mothers. And so I just really doubled down on that and used the pandemic scenario as an opportunity to just really lean into my own personal growth and development and my goals. And it was great. And I was able to achieve them by the end of the year by leaving my corporate career. And now I'm in a position where I'm helping other moms you know, through their own struggles. So it was really a very impactful and transformational year for me. I'm glad you brought that up because yeah, I know there was a lot of stress involved in that year, but I feel like it was transformational for me as well. And I think for a lot of people, because it kind of made us realize what was truly important. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's so easy to get caught up in all the doing and all the responsibilities in life, especially as working moms, because we have responsibilities not only for our careers, but for our families and our Mm -hmm. kids. Right. And then, you know, the responsibilities we have to ourselves as well. And unfortunately, that part often gets put on the back burner. So it was a really good opportunity to kind of take stock and do an inventory of what was really important and to kind of reshift focus because there were really less distractions to hide behind in 2020. You know, like there weren't as many options of things to do and places to go. And, you know, if you leaned into it, it it kind of forced you to look inward. Definitely. It it really did. I mean, it really forced you to kind of deeply examine a lot of things, I think. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about how long have you been coaching? Like at what point in your corporate career did you sort of think, you know, I I need to do something more or, you know, Mm -hmm. I want to explore something on the side. Just kind of walk me through that process for just to give moms an idea of maybe they're thinking they want to do something more, but they're not sure where to start. So for me, it wasn't always like an obvious, like, I know this is what my second career is going to look like. But looking back at my corporate career, I always enjoyed mentoring and coaching other people, men and women at work, Mm -hmm. right? 
And I felt like that was really one of my gifts. I felt like I would do it informally in the workplace and formally, you know, there were mentoring programs I was a part of and things like that. But I also had a lot of informal mentorships. I would get lunch with someone junior and they would ask me advice and tips on getting a promotion or advancing their career or things like that. But it would always, you know, lead into other topics around family life and time management and things like that. And I enjoyed doing that. It was something that was really you know, it filled me up and I saw people really getting results in their life based on some of the mentorship I was providing to them. So it was really, really fulfilling. But what really kind of sealed it for me was when I became a mother myself in 2016. Everything changed for me then, as I'm sure you can relate, all moms can relate. It's like a total life change, right? Your life will never look the same as it did before motherhood. So when I became a mom, a working mom, I mean, a high achieving working mom, I started working with life coaches myself. And I saw how impactful and transformational the coaching work was for me. And I knew, I knew from that point, I was like, this is it for me. I have to bring this to the corporate moms and help guide them and serve them in through the methods and in the ways that were taught to me. And so it's been five years. I've had five different life coaches. I've taken all the programs, done all the trainings, went on the retreats. And for me, it was obvious that this was my next step in life. And I had a responsibility to really serve other working moms in this capacity. I love that. Yeah. I think that's really great that you sort of took your experiences and just turned it into helping others get through those similar experiences. I love hearing stories like that. They're sort of like my favorite sort of entrepreneur stories. Like you're truly like living, doing, helping people that were just like you sort of. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's kind of the best form of mentorship. You know, when you're looking for someone to serve as your guide, you want someone who went before you and mm-hmm. someone who did it before you. It's like if you're climbing a mountain, you would never do it alone. You would align with a Sherpa to show you the way. And, you know, going through this motherhood experience and this life experience is, is really no different. It's really, really important to have mentors and coaches mm-hmm. or people you look up to along the way to help guide you along the path. Definitely. Yes. We all need a village of support. Absolutely. So what is your favorite part of working as a coach? Oh my gosh. So my favorite part for sure is just seeing the breakthroughs that women have in their life. And when I say breakthroughs, I mean the moments that they have in coaching where you can just see and feel that their struggle is being released, right? Their struggle is being released and they have a different perspective on how they're viewing the struggle that exists in their life, whether that's around their spouse or their career or their time management or their kids. I mean, it's really, really all a part of that mindset work, that internal work that we have to do, or we don't have to do it, but that I do with women to help them reduce their struggle and their suffering and get them to a place where they're enjoying more of their life. Yeah. I think that's so important. I think the struggle is often sort of just normalized in a way. And it's just like, well, this is how, this is the way it should be, or this is the way it is. Like 
every mom has struggled like throughout history and mm. but why do we have to mm-hmm. <laughs> why can't right. we change and that story right a hundred percent it's all about the stories we tell ourselves and the perspectives that we have and a lot of us all of us really have the ability and the power to shift that to bring us the outcomes and the results that we that we're really looking for definitely yeah we have the power to take control of our own lives and of our own paths a hundred percent and I think a lot of people get stuck in like the victim mentality or in victimhood you know and they go through life or years of their life kind of just suffering through it and it doesn't have to be that way it doesn't have to be that way and so that's really what I help women with in my program I love that so much thank you so how do you help moms sort of focus on their results from the inside out? Great question. So what I really do is I teach women the mindset tools and practices, which allow them to take more ownership of how they think, which ultimately impacts how they feel, how they show up, and ultimately their outcomes in life. Because at the end of the day, when you create more of a positive outlook in your mind, it leads to better outcomes in your life. And that's not to say that positive thoughts have these magical powers, but it is true that optimistic thoughts lead to productive behavior and productive behavior increases your chances of a successful outcome. And that's in your career. That's in your home life. That's for your health and wellness. That's with your money mindset, all of it. But I find that working moms get caught in the trap of all the activity and doing in their day-to-day lives between work and their family responsibilities. And so it can be sometimes difficult to see these things, but that's some of the mindset work that I help women with when, when we work together. Yeah. I'm nodding my head furiously because that was me definitely. And when I used to work in my corporate job, I just, my head got so bogged down by everything that was like either going wrong, or I was Mm -hmm. stressed out about this project or that project, or, you know, stressed out coming back from vacation because all the work was piled up. So Mm -hmm. it was really hard to sort of see like the positives in it. It is. And it's interesting because at work, many of us in the corporate space, we're kind of like professional problem solvers, right? So we're solving problems all day long, not only at work, but at home too, like with our kids, like we're teaching them how to grow and be human and show them the way. And so we're solving their problems too. And so our brain can go to that space pretty much automatically where we're kind of scanning for the problems and then solving for the problems. And that's why it's really, really important to be intentional, to look at all that is working instead of the problems or all the good that is around us instead of the problems. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Once I sort of switched my perspective and you know, I did walk away from that corporate job to pursue my business full time, but then I was able to have the space to kind of step back and process and then say, okay, well, that way wasn't working for me in that job. So now I'm going to just try to focus Mm -hmm. more on positive forward progress and Mm -hmm. just put these positive thoughts in my head, listen to positive podcasts, positive books. All of those things. Absolutely. It makes a huge difference. And, you know, it's something that you really have to be intentional about because if not, 
you'll just kind of end up in reactive mode every day. And that's really where some of the struggle and suffering comes into play. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Being in reactive mode is not fun. It's just like <laughs> no. you're always on the edge. <laughs> no, not fun. And it's not fun for you. And it's not fun for anyone who lives with you either. And so I often say like this work is so important for moms because we are the role models, right? We are like the centers of the family and we're creating legacies. So to invest in yourself as a mom is just so important because it doesn't just benefit you. It benefits every single person that you touch. Definitely. Yeah. A hundred percent. I agree with that. So kind of like going on the same sort of path with kind of talking about like thinking positively and really focusing on, you know, the positive results that you want to achieve. You do some work around how thoughts create your results, don't you? Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit about that process and how, and sort of explain to people that kind of never heard of the concept before about our thoughts creating our results in life? So our thoughts absolutely create our results. It is just how life works. Whether you realize it or not, your thoughts are creating the results and outcomes you have in life. And our mind is very, very powerful. But if you're like most people, you probably spend very little time reflecting on the way that you think. Not many people are thinking about what they're thinking, if that makes sense. But when you really stop to take a look at that, you'll probably notice that the majority of what you think all day is probably negative. It's probably negative. And that's not a judgment at all. It is not to make you feel bad. It is the way our brains have evolved over time to operate, to always look for problems, to always scan for dangers and things like that. But we have evolved and so has our environment, right? So we're not being chased by lions and bears anymore. There's no imminent threat or danger. Now we're sitting in front of computers all day on Zoom calls. So our (laughs) threats are much different, but our brain doesn't really know that. So when you stop to think about that and you realize that what you're thinking all day is probably negative, like in problem solving mode. So that's why it's really, really important to be very intentional about where you're directing your thoughts and focus areas. Because if you're always focusing on all the errors that your colleagues are making or all the things that your husband forgot, that's all you will continue to see. But if you make an effort to see all that they're doing right, then you'll have more compassion and feel better towards them, which impacts how you speak and how you behave to them, which ultimately impacts the relationships that you have with them. So if you were to look at this, if I were to draw a chart, I do, I I have a chart that I share with with my clients. It's called the Mm -hmm. TFAR chart. And it's T is for thoughts, F is for feelings, A is for actions, R is for results. And it is somewhat linear. I mean, there's there's complexities to that. And that's some of the deeper work that I go into. But in general, our thoughts trigger our feelings, our feelings inform our actions or fuel our actions, and then our actions create our results in life. So that's kind of the quick and dirty summary of how our thoughts create our results. Yeah, I mean, that makes perfect sense to me. But I think it's when we get caught up in the moment of being angry or being upset or, you know, 
feeling some sorts of like just negative emotion, like in that moment, I think it's hard to sort of think that whole process through, right? But it sounds like what you, the work you do with your clients is helping them kind of live that in their daily lives. So they can kind of get to that point where they're thinking more positively and then not going down that road of focusing on everything that's wrong. Yes. Hi, mamas. I wanted to tell you about the course I am going to be launching. So this course is the Working Mom Collective Business Launchpad. And this is for you if you're looking for an actionable plan to build your online business. And that's whether you want to build a side hustle, an online business to replace your day job, or maybe you're a mom who's currently not working for any number of reasons. Maybe you left your job in the middle of the pandemic or something else like that. And you really want to build a plan for an online business that is straightforward and will take you from your idea to an actual action plan for moving forward. And so I really would recommend getting on this launch list because I'm going to be sending out some freebies and some special bonuses and a special discount for the people that join the wait list. So again, you can go to the workingmomcollective.com slash purpose to sign up and to find all of the other details about the course. Hope to see you on the inside, mamas. And here's the thing. It's not a, oh, just think positive thoughts and my life will be different. Yeah. It's not as easy <laughs> as that, right? If it were that easy, the personal development space would not be a billion dollar industry or whatever it is. It's, it's up there. There are complexities to our thoughts. And so that's kind of what I help unpack with my clients, the complexities of our thoughts and what's really fueling those mm -hmm. thoughts underneath. And so that's why, you know, I say my mission is I help women create results from the inside out. And sometimes we have to unpack what's really underneath that is leading to those thoughts in the first place. And that's some of the, the deeper work that I get into. Yeah, that's so, so important to help moms with. Going with that, like one of those thoughts that a lot of moms probably have is like mom guilt. Mm -hmm. So you mm -hmm. do help moms with sort of overcoming some of that mom guilt, what are some of the tools you teach them to around the subject of mom guilt and sort of how they can address that? Right. So with mom guilt, a lot of that comes from, from our thoughts, but our thoughts are informed by what I call our paradigms. And our paradigms is basically all of the programming, all of the lessons and the teachings that we've observed in early life. And those paradigms inform how we behave and our decision-making as adults. So if you have a strong belief around mom guilt, like mom guilt, a lot of times comes up in the form of like, I need to be doing this, this, and this for my child. And if I'm not, then I'm a terrible mom. Well, we question the belief of why do you think you need to be doing this, this, and this for your child? Is that really a useful belief? Because there are a million ways to be an excellent mom. It's not just one way. 
-hmm. It's not just one way. And so if you have thoughts and beliefs that are causing you stress and angst, we really take a look at the underlying cause of those thoughts and beliefs, and then we reframe them. And then we focus on how you really want to experience your motherhood and how you want to release that mom guilt and say, you know what, that's a thing of the past. I don't have mom guilt. I'm doing so much for my family. And so affirmations are an easy way to kind of help do that. But again, the thing with affirmations is you have to also understand your underlying paradigms, which is kind of the root of all of this. And so that's why the coaching work can be really, really powerful, right? Because if you just sit down every morning and read three or four affirmations, it can kind of work at the topical level, but it's when you really get into that deep inner work, that is when you start to experience the transformation and the shifts. Definitely. Yeah. And I can attest to that because I have worked with some coaches before. So it is definitely a powerful experience actually getting deep down to the roots of some of those things. Because then you re- you release all that unnecessary suffering. The things, if you're telling yourself every day, well, I'm not a good mom or I'm not doing enough. The whole I'm not enough is a popular one for working yeah. moms. A lot of moms feel guilty working outside the home, or I guess now working inside the home, but a lot of moms feel guilty for working, but there's really a lot of benefits to working. I mean, you're showing your kids that you're passionate about something and that you're intelligent and that you are, you have goals and you're interested. And so these are all like really good behaviors that we want to display to our kids, but we, we tend to overlook that. We tend to overlook that and just focus on spending time away from them but there's just so much thought work and mindset work that can go on to help shift that thinking. There definitely is. Yeah. I highly recommend like all moms to at least get a couple of sessions with a coach because it, it can be, very, it is very transformational for your life. Absolutely. I'll never not have a coach of my own. I'm working with another one now. I mean, it's just, it serves as someone who can who's been there before you and who can see things that you can't because oftentimes we get so caught in our head and then it just leads to these self-perpetuating cycles. And that's why people get stuck. Oh yeah, for sure. hundred <laughs> percent. So Amy, what would you say is the most impactful form of self-care for working moms? So this is an easy answer for me. So I want to preface this with, I've tried all the methods, like all the methods out there, you name them, even like the woo-woo ones. I've (laughs) I've tried everything from like the analytical to the woo-woo, tried them all. Yeah. (laughs) And hands down, the best and most effective method towards transformation is meditation. It's meditation. And it's not something that has to be like this big, like sit in a corner around crystals for 30 Mm -hmm. minutes. No. No, 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 no. You can sit at your desk, but you want to put your electronics away, but you just have to be quiet with your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I think what's most impactful is when you have some affirmations, some ways that you want to view things differently. If you read those affirmations before you sit down to meditate, what you're doing in that process is you're kind of training your brain to look at these things. And this is how you want to see things differently. So I'll give an example. If you are struggling to, if you find that your husband is, 
you're always picking on your husband for not doing things and you're having a hard time seeing all that he is doing, right? So maybe you have an affirmation of, I am supported and I'm supported by a loving and kind husband, right? Mm -hmm. And it may not be, it may not feel true at first, but it's important to remember that just because you think something doesn't make it true. And that's the point. And so instead you create an affirmation around how you want to view your husband and you sit down and you read that. And then you perform a meditation where you can really start to witness your thoughts. And that's the benefit of meditation. Mm -hmm. There's so much science around meditation. It is not Mm woo-woo. And I think a lot of people think it might be, especially in the corporate space, but it is legit brain science. And what it is, you observe your thoughts. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good or bad, good or bad. But what I find is not many people in the corporate space are observing their thoughts. They're just reacting. So when you meditate, you start to observe your thoughts. And then what that does for you later in the day is you have more freedom of choice in how you show up in how you react, because instead of reacting later, you're now intelligently responding because Mm -hmm. you are choosing more useful thoughts which serve you in your life. So maybe you won't react to your husband when, you know, he leaves a dish in the sink. Instead, you can intelligently respond and say, hey, I see you might've forgot this, but can you put it in the dishwasher when you're done, please? There's a big difference. And that's how powerful our mind is. And that's how our thoughts ultimately impact our feelings, our actions, and our results. I absolutely love that explanation of meditation. I think, so. yeah, like you said, so many people think it's kind of woo-woo, like it's not for me, like I don't know how to do that, I don't want to do it, but Mm. explaining it in that way makes Mm. perfect sense how it's Mm. actually like brain science, (laughs) and it's like, it's not just woo-woo, it actually works, like this stuff No, it is, (laughs) it is the most powerful form of self-care, and I think the, the best between that and exercise, and I actually compare it to exercise often. So here's another good example. So with exercise, for example, when you are doing some type of strength workout, right, or boot camp, what are you doing to your muscles? You're strengthening them every time you do it. Mm-hmm. And is it fun all the time? No, not at all. It feels very uncomfortable, especially if you're doing a strength workout and you're lifting weights. It feels uncomfortable, right? But we do it anyway. Because, well, people do it for different reasons. Some people do it for the physical component, which I kind of disagree with. I think the mental benefit of exercise far exceeds any benefit you can get physically. But for whatever reason people do it, there isn't a discomfort associated with it, 100%. And meditation is basically exercise for your brain. It's exercise for your brain. And it's gonna be a little bit uncomfortable at first, especially if you've never done it before, just like exercise. Yeah. Just like exercise. But the more you do it, the more comfortable you get with it. And what's amazing about it is it's also cumulative, just like physical exercise. The more you do it, the more benefit you get from it. And I can't stress this enough. There is so much research and science about meditation and there's so many different levels of it too, right? And which is why I think it it kind of gets a bad rap being in like the woo-woo spiritual space. It can be, but that's not where we need to go with it at first, right? Mm-hmm. Or or at all. With physical exercise, it's like 
there's eighth grade football and there's NFL football. So the physical component and the exercises and the routines are very different. There's so many different levels of physical exercise, just like there's so many different levels of mental exercises through meditation. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I can definitely attest to meditation, like at first kind of being like sort of like I couldn't turn my brain off and I was just sitting there and like all these thoughts just kept running, racing through my brain. I'm like, I don't think this is working. But then as I kept doing it, like you said, mm-hmm. it's cumulative. It is. And as I just practiced it and now I can get to a point where I can almost turn thoughts off and just mm-hmm. kind of reflect. hundred percent. That's absolutely amazing. I never thought I would get to that point. Same here. When I first started meditating, I had a hard time sitting still for five minutes. I mean, I was sitting still for five minutes and still like opening my eyes to see how much time was left. Like I could not sit still, you know, and that's our nervous system is just like, go, 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 go all day long. So of course, that's why I couldn't sit still, but you force yourself to do it. I hate to use the word force, but you just got to commit to it. You commit to doing anything for, I say four to six weeks is kind of like the sweet spot to create a habit. That's what it was for me. For me, it was about six weeks to create a habit. And now, boom, I just got an alert on my phone that I just hit 10,000 minutes in my meditation timer. So I I meditate for about 10 to 15 minutes a day. And I've been doing that every day for over a year. And um, it's been amazing. I'm sure it's been transformational. (laughs) 100%. So great. So I love this conversation. I I I love talking about all of these things that can help moms and just to help them get in a better headspace because I think absolutely we all can get trapped in our negative thinking or things that are going wrong, but there are ways that you can start to get out of it. A hundred percent. And it's, it, you know, it just takes the commitment and then the consistency. Like it's never like a one and done thing. It's a commitment and consistency. And, and the best thing about meditation that I say all the time, it's like, it's even so much easier than like exercise. Now don't get me wrong. There's huge benefits to exercise too. And some days I feel like I need exercise more than I need meditation and I might not have time for both, but you know, with exercise, there's always more steps involved. Like you have to put on your sneakers, you have to put on (laughs) your yoga pants, you have to take a shower, right? But with meditation, you have 10 to 15 minutes and you just kind of sit in a comfortable space and close your eyes. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. And of course there's, you know, guided meditations and different things that you can leverage to take you through that. And that's, and, and I offer that and talk about that in my program too, but it's just such an easy solution. It really is. Yeah. I definitely recommend everybody to at least try it and to yes. try it for more than a day or two, like oh, try yeah. it for a yeah. couple of weeks and see how you feel. Exactly. Commit to it for a month and see how you feel. So can you leave our listeners with just a couple of tips for them that they can take away today to help Mm. reduce stress and overwhelm in their daily lives? And it could be some of the things we already talked about, or it could be different things, but just like a couple tips to leave them with. I would say if you are stressed and overwhelmed, write yourself a little reminder and put it somewhere where you can see it every day maybe on your bathroom mirror, maybe on your laptop, wherever you spend a lot, maybe on your refrigerator and write yourself something that really resonates. I know something years ago that I had on my bathroom mirror was I am enough. I do enough. 
every single day. And it really helped reinforce that belief that I, I am doing a great job. You are enough. You are more than enough for your kids and your family. And so you just have to start to believe that for yourself, you know? So just leaving like little reminders like that for yourself around your house. I just, I'm a big fan of like, like these fluorescent note cards, I get off Amazon. I have them like around my office in my bedroom, like, you know, but just really, you know, something that resonates with you to remind yourself of how good of a job you're doing every day. You know, I think that's really, really important. And then also you want to find a self-care method that is most useful to you. For most women, it's between from what I've seen and what I've experienced myself, not only in my own life, but with my clients, it's some form of exercise or meditation or both, but really, really try to integrate that into your daily life. Doesn't have to be like this crazy 45 minute thing, you know, where you're all sweaty or you're sitting in a corner meditating. No, 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 no. It doesn't have to be that. Just 15 minutes of intentional time for yourself every day where you are alone and you're working on your health and wellness. It's going to be a game changer because if we're not intentional with that time, all the outside influences from work and family and all the things will just take over. So make sure sure you carve out. Yeah. So make sure you carve out that time for you every day. Definitely. Yeah. Even if it's just like five minutes, I tell moms, like even if you just have five minutes to do something, pick something and just Mm -hmm. do it and do it before like you're you're scrolling Facebook or Instagram in Mm -hmm. the morning, do it before you pick up your phone. If you can do it before your kids wake up, I know some kids wake up super early, so that's not possible. <laughs> well, it can be, but then there's the, there's the whole concept of the morning routine. That's another topic. And, you know, that's something that people can create for themselves too. But morning routine always starts with a great bedtime routine too. So if you're staying awake until like midnight, getting up at 5 a.m. probably isn't going to work. Yeah, that probably doesn't work. <laughs> Well, great. Thank you so much. Um, this is sure. such and a I, wonderful conversation. I know I enjoyed this and I would encourage anyone who's interested in learning more or, or useful tips and methods to improve their life or to do deeper work. I have a free Facebook group. It's called the Corporate Mom Mindset. And I go live in there every Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern with with a useful tip or training. And then all throughout the week, I'm always dropping useful positive quotes or I have Tuesday tips, a self-care menu. So all sorts of things. So feel free to meet me over there. And I would love to have you in the community. Great. Yeah, that's awesome. And I just had a couple more questions for you just to kind of get to know you and sort of like what you're working on and a few questions I ask every yeah. guest. So what would you consider to be, and I, I think I probably know the answer to this based on our conversation, but I'll ask you anyways, what is your non-negotiable practice that you have to do every day? It's meditation for sure. Yeah. I have to do at least a 10 minute meditation every day. Now I have started to layer in other components. So now I'm starting more journaling as well. Well, I layered in So it's meditation, always non-negotiable, but about earlier this year, I started to layer in daily exercise as well. And now I'm starting to layer in more daily journaling, which Mm -hmm. is really, really powerful. So each has its own benefit. When you do all three together, it's like the total trifecta. So um, you mentioned like the layering in that's mm -hmm. so key and so important, I think, because a lot of moms think, well, if I can't do one, then I'm just going to skip everything. It's not even Mm -hmm. worth it. But that is so not Mm -hmm. true. 
even if you can just do one. <laughs> That's right. Just start small. You don't want to do, you don't want to bite off more than you can chew. You just want to start small. And then once that small thing becomes a habit after four to six weeks, like I said, once that becomes a habit, it's like, it's no big deal. It's not even something you, you have to like, think about it, just do it. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. you can start to layer in more on top of that and other methods. And that's part of what I talk about in my Facebook group as well. What types of things we can be, we can be doing to shift our mindset so that we feel better each day. For sure. Yeah. I, I think that's great. Thank so you. what would be like, say you're having sort of like a difficult day or hectic day, what would be like a working mom hack to turn it around and to get people positive and happy and to just kind of move the day forward in a better note? Good question. So again, I think it depends on your self-care method of choice. For me, it is between one of the two, meditation or exercise. It depends on the feeling I'm experiencing. If I feel tight and anxious and like kind of like a short of breath kind of thing, like I know I need to exercise, like mm -hmm. maybe, or at least get outside mm -hmm. and like yeah. go outside and just walk around, right? Yeah. Now, if I catch myself starting to be in judgment towards others or catch myself thinking negative thoughts that I know aren't really true, but they're still there. I'm like, ah, maybe I need to go attend, do a 10 minute meditation. And I will excuse myself like from my family and say, I'm going to go upstairs for 10 minutes. I'll be back. No problem. Yeah. I mean, at first it was weird for them because they're like, uh, what are you doing? But <laughs> if I don't do that, then, then what happens? Probably right. end up snapping at someone and I don't want to do that. So it's a great form of awareness and self-care and it's also a useful tool and practice to showcase to your kids on emotional control. Oh yeah. And so, and then I come back 10 minutes later, you know, I'm not always a hundred percent like, oh, yay, let's, you know, bake cookies and do whatever, but, but I feel better. And my mindset is more clear. I love that. And it's so funny. Yeah. It, it, it does model it to your kids and in ways that you wouldn't even think they're picking up on it. So a funny little side note story. The other day, my daughter got super upset about something and I don't mm -hmm. even remember what it was because it's one of those things where she's five. She just got upset about something. So she was upstairs for a while for like 10 minutes or so and just super quiet. So I'm like, I go up there and I'm like, are you okay? Like you need anything? And <laughs> she's like, yes, I'm just calming myself down. I was meditating in my bed. <laughs> That's amazing, Kelly. That is amazing. I was like, wow. So she, that, she's paying attention to what I'm doing. And they absolutely this. are. Yeah. All the time, all day, everything, everything we do, everything we do, which is why it's just so important for moms to, to focus on themselves first, right? Because oh, yeah. when we focus on ourselves first and getting our mindset straight and making ourselves feel better, then like it impacts everyone around us. It really does. Yeah. It, it totally does. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah, I was, that was a very proud moment. <laughs> <laughs> so who would be sort of like your favorite, like a favorite author or a podcaster or someone, an expert that has really influenced you in your life? There's been so many. So I'm actually, I actually limit who I pay attention to and who I listen to just yeah. because I'm like laser focused on what I want to 
learn right now. And so it does change like from season to season, like who I was listening to six months ago is different than who I'm listening to now. So there's so many. (laughs) So I'm trying to think like, so presently I listen to this amazing podcaster called James Wedmore. And he has a podcast called Mind Your Business. And it's basically around the mindset tools that you can apply towards your business, but it's really also like towards your life. It's towards your life as well. It applies across all areas. So he's a popular one I listen to right now in podcasts and my own coach, Julie Ciardi, she also has a podcast. I listen to hers as well. Okay, great. Yeah. I'll jot those down. I always love more recommendations. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Are you currently working on anything in your business, like up and coming or launching Mm. anything that you're excited about and want to share? Yeah. So I did just launch my signature one-on-one coaching program. It's a four-month program for mothers. It's called the Corporate Mom Mindset Method. And I work with women one-on-one to, we get very clear about what goals they have. If they don't have have any, we talk about what they're wanting to change in their life. And Mm -hmm. we get really specific on what that change looks like, the result they want at the end of our time together, and also what methods they can follow along the way in order to get that result. And a lot of that really goes to evaluating or investigating our pain points and what we want to have different in our lives, not only for ourselves, but for our families. And so that can be anything from your career, that can be to a relationship you have with your kids or with your husband, it can be around your your health and wellness, all those things. So I take them through a process to really identify what life areas they want to work on. And then we get really specific on how to improve those in our time together. And so that's called the Corporate Mom Mindset Method. My signature one-on-one program. Thank you. I am looking to build out a group program later this year, but I think one-on-one coaching is the most powerful form Mm -hmm. of coaching because it's so customized to you and what your goals and ambitions are. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, both definitely have their benefits. But yeah, I think that's amazing what you're offering. So you you mentioned you have a Facebook group for moms. And can you also just tell us where else you hang out online, where you're active most often and where they can find you? Yeah, so definitely in my Facebook group, I post in there daily the Corporate Mom Mindset Facebook group. And then I'm also on Instagram. It's amy.gretschmiel. Also, I do an IGTV pretty much weekly in there as well. But the bigger training is in my Facebook group. And and I do offer a 30-minute complimentary corporate mom clarity call. And so I do offer that to people who may be interested in learning more or working together And so that link is in my Instagram bio and also in my Facebook group. Okay, awesome. Yeah. And if you want to send me all those, I can put them in the show notes too. That way everyone can just find them really easily once this episode comes out. Perfect. I'll absolutely do that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Kelly. Thank you so much again, Amy, for being a guest on the show. I really love this conversation. I just, I love talking about all things mindset and helping working moms. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was excellent. Of course. I would be so, so grateful if you went and left a rating and review of the podcast 
So Apple loves it when you rate and review the podcast that you love listening to. And it would just mean the world to me if you went over and left a rating and review for the podcast. So that way our show can be introduced to more working moms that really, really can gain positivity from these episodes that can teach them something. So if you go and leave a rating and review, I would be so grateful and just thank you again for continuing to listen every week. You are the reason why I continue to talk into this microphone for this podcast. Without you, I would have the podcast. So thank you so much.